You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com. Today's episode is brought to you by the best store in the universe. Thousands of shirts, but not really. Shop now and support the show at MaddoxRules.com. Welcome to the best debate in the universe. Every debate in the universe, from paper straws to paper bras. With over 3.5 million downloads, I'm your host, Maddox. With me is the first tangent officer, Ron Babcock. Hey! And as always, the journalist in moderation, Taylor Nikolai. Some people still think I'm a girl. Welcome back to the show. Guys, it's good to be back. We took last week off. I'll, I'll mention why a little bit later in the show. But today we're going to be debating... Should plastic straws be banned? A very hotly, it's a very topical debate because it's happening right now all across the country. We're going to talk about why and what they're replacing it with. But first, I want to introduce our guest this week. He's an actor, writer, director. Please welcome to the show Bradley Laborman. Bradley, Thank you. welcome to I the have to show. Pretend to Thanks clap quick. Me. Yeah, there we go. Bradley, now you are the star of a movie that I, <laughs> me and my old uh, moderator, Rucka, appeared in. Rucka, really more than me, but. Uh, Rideshare. Rideshare. Pretty yeah. much everybody right. else in the movie more than you. Yeah. Uh, You're on the screen for like what? When seconds? were you on the screen? I don't even know. <laughs> you know, it was a very, it was a pivotal moment it's in the plot. something in a gas station. Yeah. And you know like the TV on the gas station? Yeah. You know that thing you don't care about at oh, gas station? That's because they did that in post and I never ever saw that to yeah. the actual. So yeah. he's on the TV that you don't care about in real life yeah. in the movie. Okay. Uh, All right, I'm tired of the shit already, guys. Okay. okay. All right, why don't we pipe pipe down? You know what? It's uh, it was a it was a pretty good role, I, I think. But Bradley, it's, all joking aside, you're an amazing actor. Well, thank you. Yeah, in this movie, if you guys haven't seen this movie, it's on Amazon Prime, I believe. You can yes, check it out. it is yeah. on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've got two things on Amazon Prime. I feel like I'm like Amazon Prime super heavy, so yeah, it's good times are had by all. What's your What's your other project? I, I have my web series, The Chunky Zeta, on Amazon Prime, where it's the complete opposite of the uh, murderous rideshare driver. I play a uh, lead sorority girl. Uh, and it's our senior year of college, and we uh, get into a bunch of hijinks and adventures. Yeah, and what's it called? The, the Chunky Zeta. The Chunky Zeta. I yes. do like the I do like the word hijinks. Hijinks is a. It is word. hijinks. The, the The thing was when we were putting it all together, I, I was ta- reaching out to this guy, and he said, "I think the main thing is you have to be the hottest girl on campus, and that's the main joke." And I said, "Oh, that's great." And so that's the thing we do play off of a lot is that it's me, but I'm the hottest girl on campus. And is it? I look good though. And so this this has kind of like a an insane fan base, right? This the the Chunky Zeta, the very committed, very devoted fan base. I have I have very weird stalkers who yeah. are oh, that's right. okay. I did tell you that story. Yeah. I have I have uh, stalkers who oh, are no. in love with Brenda, and it's it's two sides of the coin because they'll be like, here is like they're foreign, and they'll be like, here we want to send you a two hundred dollar Amazon gift card, and I'm like, okay. And then they'll, then like five minutes later, they'll be like, uh, "So, uh, do you dress like Brenda all the time and all this other stuff?" And I'm, and then I just had this new guy who reached out to me and said, "Yeah, I really like thick women." And I'm like, "Okay, but you know, I'm not really a thick woman. I'm a guy, and uh, you know, I dress I up play like a I dress up like TV. that, and I just, I, I mean." There's, you know, I'm straight and all this stuff. I'm just, it's just like a character. I like to play the characters. It's a fun character, and uh, it's just w- weird because I, I, I respect the women now that get harassed because 
I have guys that are sending me weird Snapchats and weird Instagram messages mm-hmm. saying like, oh, I, you know, are you in the shower now? And can you send me pictures? And I want to lay beside you and just. But then they keep sending me Amazon money. So I'm like, ah, I don't know. Should I not be, That's you know, so... I, I get whatever I deserve, I guess, on that. So I think. <laughs> that is so bizarre. Like if they're asking for nudes from you, like what do they want to see? Because they know you're a man. I know. I know. Do they want to see? My breasts look pretty good. The 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 breasts that I yeah? wore for the show. I I went all out. I did a lot of research. Is it like what do you, what kind of? Well, I the big thing that was when I did it when I when I was doing it started as a YouTube channel thing, uh-huh. right? And w- when I decided to do the role, we first did it. I just stuffed it. I go, this doesn't look right. I look like a twelve year old girl. And so I went online and I like went to like transgender websites and I was like. How do you, how do we do it? Did you, know? you just Google um, where the titties at? Well, no, I, I, it was like, it was like like people have laid out websites to be like, if you want like this size breast for your chest size, we'll make like I wear like a double F. Hold on, are you wearing? Are you, did you get custom boobs? I got I got breasts that were like a couple hundred dollars. Oh my god, are, are these like three D printed breasts? No, they're well, they're they're like a very it's well they're they're basically for or like cancer survivor sort of things. Oh. Or for, Oh my god! I never even thought about yeah, that. Yeah, and so oh. you know, I and I put them on, and the girls like to put them on, but like each one weighs like fifteen pounds. Are you serious? They're heavy. I had to like take a bunch of Advil when I start out every episode because I'm an old guy, and so I'm like, oh, these things are heavy. By the oh end of my day, like, god! But my I back hurts women. from also are too big. Also, I just want to say, shame on you, Target, for not having plus size women clothing. Shame on you, Target. I'm Tar- also Target. Are you Target. sure? I've Tar- seen some fucking. No, they just started doing it oh, though. Okay. Like now, I see mannequins, and I go, "Oh, that mannequin kind of looks like Brenda." And I like that. They've got. I've noticed at Target over the years, especially in the women's section, they do have plus sized mannequins now, and they, they are modeling plus sized clothing. That's that's a newer thing. I, I'm okay. going to say that's. You know, newer. the thing I hate at Target is just the shirts with random words on them. Yeah. Uh, the one where I almost lost my shit. It just said "coffee nap dream." And that's I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Like you're just putting words on shirt. Is now. it satire? I don't know. It was like in the like the like the tween section. So you know what got me really upset is the last time I was at Target, I found uh, clothing made for babies that had Kurt Cobain's suicide note on it. What? Oh and I felt God. like what? I felt like that no, was that's not real. It was totally real. At this Target. really happened. I saw it at Target. And I, I could not believe the level of of just disdain uh, I, I I felt at that moment for for just so many different things. Uh, it was disgusting. Uh, shame on you, uh, whoever greenlit that idea. How did that not now, become did, a thing? Was this at like? Because I would picture that in like a Spencer gifts. Or a hot or like topic, a, or like an Urban Outfitters. Just like, really, I don't know. One one non-troversy that happened with clothing recently was the non-troversy. non-troversy. Is, that a, is that an original? <laughs> I don't know. It may, I I doubt I I just coined that, but uh, yeah, I'm sure if you Google it, you'll find non-troversy. But non-troversy that happened was I think it was H and M. They had the uh, hoodie that said the coolest monkey in the jungle, and they happened to have like a black kid who yep. was modeling it. Yep. And people are like, "Oh, that's so racist!" Uh. It's <laughs> like the kid, the kid wore it, and the mom put it on the kid, and she was fine with it. So the only person really like projecting racism on this is you for saying like that's that's racist. Like, 
but any literally any other person could wear that, and the mom approved it, and everyone was fine with it until there was a big stink. And then the mom had to come out and defend it and be like, yeah, it was just a very adorable hoodie on my kid. You guys made it this And then the thing. mom got attacked. Yeah, like, the mom got attacked, attacked the mom. It was very It's very weird, it the bizarre. mindset sometimes. Well, I just there was another thing that happened um, just a few days ago where the guy um, – at a Chicago Cubs game, uh, he got a foul ball. Like there was a little kid with a giant Chicago Cubs hat, and they were going going for the ball. And then a man got it instead of giving it to the kid. He gave it to the woman sitting next behind him. And the internet blew the fuck up. And then what you don't realize is uh, a bunch of people came out after that game and said, "Yeah, our session got a ton of foul balls, and that guy." was getting all of them and giving them to all the people around him, including the kid. Yeah. He already got one. Of course. Of course. And it was like, so, but people are like, we get so excited to be outraged. That's old And it's like, are the people who are, are you going to go back and be like, oh, hey, you know that thing I was mad at? Turns out that guy's actually like super cool and yeah. gave Matra all the kids in that no. section, like got like, and people were like, yeah, it was like the best game of my life. Yeah. They want, people want a fucking villain and that's all it is. And it's, and most of these shit tards come from Reddit and that's all it fucking is. It's these fucking pictures pitchfork crowds who want to impugn somebody who want to like gather up and be righteously indignant against some perceived wrongdoing that somebody did oh he didn't give it to a fucking kid and by the way who fuck that kid how, how do you know that kid's not a, you know a murderer or a are going to be a murderer. Can't yeah, even, maybe the kid was an asshole <laughs> yeah. the entire game. Maybe I the kid was a snot. Be, he yeah. can't even wear a goddamn hat that fits. Yeah. All right? So obviously he's not making good choices. I will say this, though. Unrelated to uh, outrage, but we will get to outrage in a second because people have the biggest fucking boner for it. But there, there's... Because we always do. There's, that's what this show is. That There is a video online of a kid who does a... a a switcheroo when he catches a baseball and it is the smoothest fucking kid, okay? There's these two hot chicks sitting next to him, these two like blonde hot chicks, right? The kid How old is the kid? The kid looks like he's uh, eight, pushing nine. Oh man, it's so I, creepy this, it's, yeah. when little guy it's so creepy when little boys do like sexual moves. Yeah, but like, but this is so smooth, you're like, holy fuck, that kid's gonna I mean, already bright future. Well, well what's gonna happen? So the kid's gonna fuck that seventeen year old girl. <laughs> well, I don't know. I maybe these girls were like, you she know, 13, 14. They were okay. all they were all so anyway, he was like flirting with these girls right so he this ball's coming towards it might have been a home run might have been a foul not sure but he catches it with his right hand and then in his left hand he's got, he's got another ball that wasn't the game ball and he turns and hands it to the girls and the girls think it's the game ball and they're like jumping up and down and they're patting him on the back and the kids getting like all these kudos and everything and it's not until you watch the instant replay to, you see how what happened and the kid like reached into his glove and pulled out the fake ball handed them the fake ball it was amazing the announcers were like holy shit we got to Talk to this kid. It's so smooth. And the girls have no fucking idea. Oh, my God. It's one of the God. funniest videos. Uh, before we go on, though, real quick, uh, we got a super chat from Tito. Tito for $1. Thank you, guys. Keep those super chats coming. We'll be reading those throughout the I evening. would like to see if there's a study on giving away, like, a foul ball to a girl and the amount of dating that occurs from that. Dating? Who's it? No, <laughs> skip, no. Like, skip so, dating. Go like right a, to the sack, buddy. Like a ball to tang ratio? <laughs> sort well, of I thing. guess not. Da- yeah. I'm just saying, like, like how, how often... If you like give the ball to the cute girl, like how effective actually is that? I think uh, it's just like a moment and then that's it. Yeah, it, it, I, I just don't think, think it's like, oh my god, thank you so much. I don't think any girl's gonna be like, oh wow, it's a foul ball. I'm gonna drop my panties. Like, I don't think that is. Well, it'd be like planting the seed and then you'd have to go up to the girl later and be to like, plant the seed. hey, so I hope you enjoy the ball. No, that's creepy. <laughs> 
Would you? What if you wrote your number on it? That's another, there you another go. idea. You can... Yeah, and then ruin the fucking baseball game, especially if it's a home run. If you write your number on it, you've ruined it. Dude, I think it's ballsy when they you get a ball and it's not your team and you throw it back. Oh, that's no, I think that, I think that's to... fucking awesome. I'm mean, like, no, we don't want this shit. In, in uh-huh. most most stadiums, if it's a home run from the opposite team, uh, everyone bullies you to throw it back. Yeah. So everyone's like, throw it back, Bob throw it back. Yeah. Well, speaking of mom mentality, that's the debate this week. Should plastic straws oh, be banned? Yeah. It's happening. Here we go. At the tail end of the episode, we've got some quick news headlines with our journalists in moderation. And I should also mention the reason we didn't record last week is a longtime friend and friend of the show, John Schnepp, has unfortunately passed away. We mentioned that at Comic-Con last week, and I re-aired the episode that he was on. Rest in peace, John Schnepp, and our thoughts and prayers are with Holly as well. Um, but, uh, you know, kind of a kind of a somber note. But if you guys heard that episode, a lot of people really enjoyed it. I mean, it's, a, it's just, a, and it was the old format of the show where we, had the debate at the tail end, and we've been trying to change it up and have the debate at the front. But anyway, guys, that's why last By the week's way, episode didn't air. The, uh, the, the thing you wrote on your Maddox fat Facebook page was was excellent, and uh, it was very moving. Oh, thank you very much. It was. Uh, I'm saying that with all sincerity. I, I like, appreciate that. I know Maddox was really affected by this, and yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I'm really sorry. We can talk a little bit about that, too, at Comic-Con. It, it was... Because uh, yeah, it was, it was, I know he was like a huge part of Comic-Con, so he I'm was, sure that was kind of weird for all the people who... Absolutely. You know, go year in, year out to have somebody there, just yeah. not there anymore. John was a staple. For those who don't know, uh, John Schnapp, he was uh, the uh, creator of Metalocalypse. He worked on Venture Brothers and uh, um, Aqua Teen Hunger just Force. Just like a bel- I never Coast met Coast the guy, Coast. but he was, like, beloved. Oh, absolutely. I have his Slayer comic right here in studio. Um, it's on... It's on one of these shelves over here, but he just looked like one of those guys that, like, every time you saw him, it was like, I bet that guy's got three jokes ready. Just, oh, he's, like, he's fantastic! Fire! He's always ready to go and talk about something. And if you listen back to that episode, I was shitting really hard on Guardians of the Galaxy, and he loved it. But he was he was like enjoying like how outraged I got over the stupid movie that no one gives that much of a shit about. And uh, he's he's just like a real deal, genuine guy, very generous. Um, you know, took me out to a concert one time and just like treated me all night, and we uh, we hung out together. This was totally unexpected. Um, so you know, our our thoughts go out to everybody affected by it. People who knew him were very lucky to know him, and people who didn't have been inspired and influenced by his work. Sometimes they don't even know it, but uh, the the work and things that they that they see in in pop culture kind of just permeates, and that's how John's work was. It's just amazing stuff. Uh, you know, again, thoughts with uh, Holly, but uh, thank you guys all for bearing with us and listening to that episode. We hope you really enjoyed. Enjoyed it, and if you haven't heard it, uh, it's available on last week's episode. I guess a bunch of people were listening to that one, and they were like, "Oh my god, there's like a totally different type of show. I want to listen to all those too." And like, I, I guess it like caused people to start from the beginning and then, oh yeah, like re-listen to everything. I've gotten so many voicemails from people who've just gone back to listen. Oh, to the re- oh wow, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, guys, we should move on to this show this week. Back to our acerbic, shitty, yeah, shitty, <laughs> shitty, uh, yeah. Can't wait to see how you guys get all pissed off at this oh so plastic straws i go i can go on and on but before we do we should hear everyone's buzzer here's what mine sounds like and bradley and ron if you hear a buzzer from anyone during this debate that means someone is disagreeing with someone else or we're just chiming in with an interjection but bradley is our guest this week i'm gonna give you first stab at the debate should plastic straws be banned why or why not i oh my god there is a wrong answer so i know i'm gonna say this I'm I'm okay with the ban part. Wrong answer. <laughs> I'm not okay with the legal part of it, but I'm okay with the. What do you mean by legal part? Well, okay, with this like Santa Barbara issuing like a law that says if you ha- if you give out 
plastic straws, you get like a six month, like you could be punished for up to like six, is six for, weeks. Is that for real? Like they're like they're they're actually yeah. There's like jail, jail time. time. You get jail time, but it's per straw. So like you say, you're at a kid's birthday party, you hand out twelve straws. You're serving a sentence for each straw that you handed out. Now I'm sure they'll work around that or whatever, but I don't believe in like. Is it jail one of those time. like fun jails that you have in an amusement park? No, it's jail jail. Hmm. Just uh, actual hard labor. It's yeah. It's, so it's not yeah. like a blanket fort situation where you're just kind of like with a bunch of pillows and it's actual. They're saying actual jail time. Here's, actual here, jail time. Here's an idea: silly crime, silly jail. Okay, no, that's a that, silly crime. That does work. Silly times. <laughs> but I, <laughs> Ron, don't it. do the crime if you don't want to do the silly time. That's the joke. Damn it, Ron. It's I, so good. It's inconvenient. I I I get where they're coming from. This is dumb. It's some that the, What'd you the, do to get in the, here? The reason for the turtles or whatever. I gave it, out some straws. The, the, the plastic straw thing, it's inconvenient. Like, I just was at an event. Uh, Gelda Garza had a, a photo release party. I was at this event. Went up to the open bar, got a drink, and I'm like, uh, and they mix it really strong. I'm like, can I get a straw to stir this? They're like, we don't have any plastic straws because we don't have plastic straws. And so I proceeded to take a plastic fork and, and stir my drink. But to myself, I was thinking... Uh, yeah. I've got a plastic fork. <laughs> like yeah. so, uh, you know, a plastic fork, and you just gave it to me in a plastic glass. It's very right. confusing to me. Where which, which, by the way, the plastic fork has probably five times more plastic in it than a straw. Right. Straws are very thin, and they're very, you know, they're very efficient. But a plastic for- fork is thick and has prongs, and those can break off and stab you in the right. eye. But there's something. But well, I mean, but you can't argue, argue with that. that. That's but, exactly what would happen. But there is an argument that when you go to a when you go to like a Burger King or any place. You always nine times ten. You're always getting a plastic straw. You're not getting a fork every single time. But no matter what you're doing, you're always if you're ordering a drink, you're getting a plastic straw. Okay, that's true. All right, that's, let's let's talk about the reasoning behind it. Uh, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you where this whole fucking came from because it's the same thing as these uh, six oh, packs. Man, of I can't believe I can't drink my drinks without a straw. <laughs> yeah, fucking a man. Oh, I get angry. I can't live my life. I'm angry how, as shit. God, how how okay. So it's here's like the same people who get mad that they put, uh, you know, Happy Holidays on Starbucks cup. No, it's not. Are the same people who are getting so riled up about this no. straw thing. No. I, our generation is so fucking weak. No. My grandfather was <laughs> in the goddamn Battle of the Ball just killing Nazis. And we're acting like, I can't, can't drink through a straw. This is fucking bullshit. What charmed life do you guys live where you get this angry about a fucking straw? You look like babies when you drink out of a straw. You know how unmanly it is to drink out of Little plastic tiny restaurants where apparently you need two of them instead of one out of your cocktail drink. Be a fucking man and drink out of the side of the glass. Ron, I'll give you one of these and one of these. Okay, so I agree with the plastic straws. Anytime someone hands me one of those, I flick it back in their face I, in a cocktail, right? Because those are bullshit. I, don't I will like not. drinking out of a straw in a cocktail. It makes yeah. me look like Is that a tiny just a child. stir? Is that even really a straw? That it's little tiny to, thin thing? No, I will not drink out of that yeah, bullshit. No. I will flick it off their eyeball. But when, but back to the plastic straw thing, Ron. Now, here's what pisses me off about it. Because the alternative, what they're replacing it with, is paper straws. Paper straws, baby! Oh, the fucking worst. Paper, paper straws. straws. Every time I drink anything out of a paper straw, I ha- I feel like I have to drink it very quickly. Yeah. Because the straw is it's a ticking okay. time bomb. I agree with you. A paper straw is like a, it's like a peach. 
because a peach is only good for like 15 minutes, maybe 10 minutes. I don't know where you're getting your peaches from. Dude, peaches are like is not- that, that organic Peaches and nachos are the same thing. They're good for like 10 minutes. Same thing with a paper straw. You, It won't last. Ron can eat a peach for hours. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually uh, quite unsettling the way I eat a peach. <laughs> you're going to want to look away. It is. I hope I'm not there. It was, I actually <laughs> can only eat a peach when someone looks at me. <laughs> I like to uh, eat it whole, and then I digest it in my mouth, and then I slowly spit out the pit. Uh, oh. <laughs> but but he looks you in the eye the entire time you without keep, blinking. You keep the fur on it, <laughs> and then I go, mm, "Unky Ronnie wants another." Do you like it? Do you like the the peach with the fuzz on it, or do you like? Oh the- yeah, but I well I lick it off until oh, it's gone, God. and then I I start to digest Ron's it. Ron's got a cat tongue. <laughs> Ron's tongue's like a cat. It's like very coarse. It just like licks the fuzz right off a peach. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I am grossing myself out. But back to how disgusting paper straws. I are. get it. Okay, paper straws. I I grant you that they aren't like they aren't better than plastic straws in the pract their like purpose. They get soggy and you just start spitting out like piece of paper. All right, right, right. I've never had so much fiber in my diet. What drink? Do you need a straw for? Every fucking drink, Ron? No, I disagree. Well, no, I, but I've been thinking about this, the two things that it will affect, Capri Sun and juice boxes. Yeah. Those are the two things where what you actually you need that? a straw. Yeah. Oh, man. How are you going right. to Capri Sun Holy without shit. a plastic straw? Oh, my God. You're right. We, we've, gone to, we've gone to, like, the moon. We have satellites. We put out space. <laughs> we can't figure out how to fucking drink a Capri Sun without well, a straw. Oh, there's the no moon. fucking way we can handle that. Speaking of the moon, they need those straws. Astronauts, that's yeah. how they eat everything. They get the a special dispensation because oh. they're fucking going to space. Oh. oh, you're going to space. You assholes, what, need a straw on the side of a soccer game? Yeah. You, it, to have your Capri Ron, Sun? I don't need a straw. I want one. I, I, I how had you straws. How are going to do a straw? You tell me how you drink a Capri Sun. I don't know. Sun. Maybe serving something that's not a fucking silver pouch that is also like the least practical way of drinking a Capri Sun. A, because your dipshit friend squeezes it when you're trying to drink it and it gets all over your face and then you're the asshole? And then it was. Brad? You're just, you're putting, now you're putting Capri Sun in a can. Now it's just high C fruit punch. Yeah, it's high C. You're just like changing to something you're else. You're changing the drink, Ron. Yeah. You're, oh, you're if, taking- the, if the only thing about your drink is that it comes in a different container? Guess what? Your drink's not that good. Oh, really? If the big thing is the way. Oh, what it comes in. I can't drink it out of point. a silver yeah. pouch. Yeah, that's the whole point. Ron. If you got pop tarts that didn't fit in a toaster, they yeah. wouldn't be pop tarts anymore. They'd be something else. Yeah, they'd be cake. That's wrong. That's the Ron Babcock's of the world changing pop tarts and Capri Suns. We no longer gladly. Have- yeah, gladly with your weird. Fucking, I don't even think Pop-Tarts are that fucking good. Uh, I like Pop-Tarts right? better when I don't put them in the toaster. I just like open yeah, them up and like eat them. Raw Pop-Tarts. I do like toasted strudel better on Pop-Tarts. I will give you. I, I didn't try Pop-Tart until very, very late in my life. Like maybe three years ago. Because you're too busy eating goddamn cottage cheese every morning. <laughs> don't eat that much cottage cheese. But, well, never mind. Do you have it with pepper or with uh, Cottage cheese? I like cottage cheese with pepper. If if it's savory, I'll add pepper to it. And if it's sweet, I'll add fruit to it. Either way, I'm a winner. Can't do fruit. First (laughs) of all, the only thing that needs a straw is a boba. That's the only thing that needs a straw. Because the boba, you need to get the little tapioca balls from the bottom of the thing. What about malt? What about spoons? What about spoons, Ron? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, what about spoons? What 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 did you, you can, just? I can what make you ta- the same bullshit argument. Okay, hold on, hold on. Before we move on, let's talk about why this happened. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk. And, I'm and, gonna and, tell and what a bunch of fucktards the people are of, for making it happen. Bunch of dipshits. This is why it happened. Okay. Because there's one fucking PETA video, and I'm not sure it's PETA. It's some fucking uh, you know marine bio. Some idiot pulled out a, a turtle from the ocean. And the turtle had a fucking straw stuck in its nose. And then there's this video of them. Because he like, was doing coke. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, there's this video of them. It's like this excruciating really video. Really slowly. There, it, there's this, <laughs> <laughs> I 
A turtle doing coke. A turtle forever. doing a turtle doing speed just goes normal. <laughs> right. Whoa, slow down. You're talking a mile a second. I'm out of control. <laughs> so there's this one video of a turtle with a straw in its nose, and this excruciating 10-minute-long process of them with a plier, like, yanking it, yanking it out of its fucking nose, and turtle's in pain. It's like, leave it alone. Leave it alone. It's a, t- it's a straw in its nose. It's fine. It's living. Just trim it. Yeah, trim it, do something, and just leave it. Just fuck off with your fucking surgery to protect this. And by the way, I'm sure it fucking killed the turtle to remove this thing with barnacles and shit in its nose. It's been like growing in its in its brain. So the straw got stuck in the turtle's nose. Look, guys, not every straw ends up in a turtle's nose or an ass or whatever the fuck you want. I would say. love to see you be a marine biologist with your fuck it attitude. <laughs> Yeah, there's a straw in this animal. Fuck it. Well, look, pulls out a flare gun and kills the turtle. (laughs) Dad took care of the problem. Hey, you're welcome. It's out of misery. Sometimes killing a thing is more more merciful, is it not? If it's suffering, so this turtle, this turtle has a straw. It's living its life. It looks like an idiot, but fine. You know, it's living its life. Here's the thing. Let it be. Some animals are dumb. Not every straw is going to end up in an animal's nose. How the fuck do you get a straw up your fucking nose anyway? Where the straw, like, it just, like, bumped into the turtle's nose and it must have rammed into something, like the butt of a whale or something. These turtles, one fucking turtle, one fucking turtle with a straw in its nose. Now the entire society has so to wait, get rid of plastic so the whale had a the whale had a straw in his butt and the <laughs> turtle helped get it out of the whale's butt. So, I mean... The whale, the turtle sacrificed itself to help the whale's discomfort. We don't know where the straw came from, allegedly humans, and then it ended up in this turtle's nose. So, so now we have to ban plastic straws for everybody. Wh- one what if we, we, we just okay. tag right. straws? What, what if we this? just put straws and put McDonald's on the side of every straw? And then we just figured out exactly whose straws are the ones causing the problem, and those guys get in trouble rather than everybody. I mean, that's not a bad idea. Are you out of your fucking mind? And anyone can throw a straw away. It's I look. All these people, all these people. Okay, Rod, what, what's your objection? Okay, so so your big thing is you want to drink your little drinky drinks out of a straw? Is that it? No, just Capri Sun. You know, so you're like, you got, you got your iced coffee. That's the only thing I can think of that would be annoying to not have a straw is iced coffee. If you need a straw to drink a soda out of, out of Applebee's or an Olive Garden, you're fucking What about idiot. a shake? A shake? I mean, listen, I don't think that we should necessarily get rid of straws across the board. I think we should pump the fucking brakes on straws. Like, I hate that when I go to a restaurant, they automatically give me a straw. I don't need a straw because I drink like I'm a man, okay? I drink out of the side of a glass, and it's so weird that they automatically give it to you. And I think we, I can say something that might, might be annoying, but I think I'm right. I think there's a little bit too much plastic in the ocean. Okay. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. What a I, fucking I, I crazy that. thing. You're out of your fucking... There's too much fucking... There's a garbage patch the size of Texas yeah. times two in the Pacific. I agree with that. Okay? Like, this isn't a good thing for us in the long term. So, yeah, we might have to change our behaviors a little bit. Oh, right. no. But it's not like there's, like, a whole peninsula made out of straws. It's not like, like... Cloudy with the chance of meatballs, where there's like different sections where, like, oh, let's go over here to Milk Carton Island, which is on the big Texas. There's size so much thing. fucking plastic in the ocean. I yeah, wish, big I wish there were more. I will say that yeah, I, was, I, was driving, I was driving home with some friends 
from a Comic-Con. And we were talking about this plastic straw ban, and one guy was like, yeah, you know, well, I, it's annoying to me too, but I guess it's better for the environment. And another friend of mine's like, yeah, man, I always do my best not to use them. And I, sa- I said to both of them, I said, I make a trip twice a week to Santa Monica to dump my straws directly into the ocean. I, <laughs> I, lo- I, lo- I love, like, whatever fish, he's like, well, what about the fish? They're eating all the shit. I'm like, dumb fish, A. And B, whatever they're doing right now tastes small, good. Humans like, are dumb as shit as well. If by reasoning of finding stuff in a fish's stomach, that ate it, that the fish is quote unquote dumb. Then what about all the shit you find in a human's ass in an emergency room? Also dumb. I, I'm not disagreeing. So, like, we're dumb. There's dumb across the planet. But at least humans do it with the hope of getting off. Fish are doing it with the hope you of getting off. You don't know cold. that. I don't know. You're not eating the stuff inside the fish. You're just eating the fish. Or or the stuff inside the ass. So either way. Yeah. But here's the thing. Well, the, the, that <laughs> depends on the situation, I guess. You you had a shirt or, or whatever way back in the day that was, for every animal you don't eat, I'm going to eat three. Right. You should redo that uh, and rebrand it for, for every straw you don't drink out of, I'm going to drink out of three. Oh, fucking. Amen. That's a fucking no, smart you know, idea. Dude, you are like that guy who, uh, you know those pickup trucks in the south where they put their tailpipe, instead of out the back, they put it out the top and they run it on like fucking coal or like baby deer hearts or whatever shit like it's just like people are like hey maybe we should not treat the planet like an asshole and then you're like fuck you faggots and then you just do everything (laughs) times 10 and i don't know what the purpose is somebody's made a good point in this in the chat i saw from the corner of my eye i and i kind of agree with this i feel like the little red things that you get in handy snacks are Less important than. Wait, what's a handy snack? Like you know the thing that like crackers and cheese. Oh, with oh the cheese yeah, and there's like a little cheese spreader. Yeah. Do you actually use the cheese spreader? You don't when you that. get it, or is it just goes to waste? Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I haven't had a handy snack since I was like nine. And apparently, you haven't had Capri Sun in a long time either. Yeah, I guess I'm really missing out. A handy snack is what I give to a date if it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you also use one of those red plastic things? Yes. Oh, it's gonna spread the urethra. <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, apologies Listen, to the chat room. The way that they're uh, – somebody in the chat room was like, well, what am I going to use besides a straw? I know Starbucks, uh, they switch their lids to their plastic cups. Do they look like I sippy know. cups? Yeah, they look like sippy oh, cups. Oh, that's so that's... – Which I'm fine with. Like, it makes you look more like a baby. Couldn't you but throw like, up a dollar? It's just – Yeah. There's something. a point where we just got to, like – we just got to stop using so much shit all the time. Look, fine, Ron, but not straws. Leave straws the fuck alone. I don't drink most drinks out of straws because I'm a man. When it comes to beer, I like to drink it right from the fucking mug. Would you drink a fucking beer with a straw? No, unless it was a Michelada and it was really big and novel. But other than that, If it was a novelty drink. Or you're trying to get drunk really fast. That's also that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if I was going to get drunk really fast. No, if you're going to try and get drunk really fast. wouldn't be drinking Michelada. You go upside down and you pour it inside your anus. Everybody (laughs) knows you fucking (laughs) know that. With a Michelada especially. Oh, God. You're getting some spicy Mich- farts. Misha Emma and Enema. Misha Enema, yeah. Machinima. Machinima. That's the, uh, MCN, yeah. That's where the name came from. Yeah, so anyway, guys, uh, real quick before we move on, we got some super chats. Uh, Pavich Babin for $5 says, Ron, sorry disabled people straws aren't manly, and you don't need them. Oh, yeah, sorry disabled people straws okay. aren't manly. Yeah, you know what? I didn't say, like, you could still have straws in special occasions. Obviously, there was that one article that came out where the woman oh. was like, what about disabled people? Yeah. And there's like, what about straws? They're going to have straws okay. for disabled so people. So Ron, Ron said straws for disabled people, a.k.a. special occasions, are <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> are just fine. And then, <laughs> oh, you're so lucky you get to use a straw now. 
can't use your arms, but now you get to use a straw. You lucky. <laughs> we got another super chat from Tim for two dollars. Says, use this money on a reusable straw. Problem solved. I will not. Okay, the the reusable straws <laughs> scare the fuck out of me because they're made out of metal, and every time I think I'm going to use one, I feel like it's going to oh, yeah. break the roof of my mouth. Yeah. Somebody, it's the where same. Are you, where it's are these the metal same straws, dude. Metal it's straws. around. It's a thing I see people doing, and I I it's the same feeling I get when people have a glass dining room table or a glass coffee table, and you go to put down your, your mug of coffee, yeah. and you do that thing where you're like, oh, God, I hope I don't break it. Oh, yeah, shit. Also, because if somebody bumps into you, the straw's going to go right through your cranium. And same thing with the, plastic, with the glass uh, coffee table. If someone bumps into you at a party, guess what? You're going to have shards of glass Dude, in your chest. Dude, can we honestly debate glass coffee tables? Because I get fired up about oh, it. That, I get okay. real fired we'll up. Do that for, we'll do that in another episode. Can we have like a home decor debate? It's <laughs> the only thing I feel if very- If somebody like- has a glass t- uh, coffee table, they only have it for one reason. And it's gross and sexual. And they're using it when nobody's around. Well- I mean, I'm 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 thinking of two ways you could use it, one on top, one on the bottom. Which one are you? What I are you? Either one. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I've never. I I think glass coffee tables are a total waste of time. I think all coffee tables should just be, be be made out of the coaster material. Then you don't have to worry about coasters. You know. Then you're. Oh done. my god! You just that's a fucking great idea. Hey, you know, make what? the coffee table out of the coaster. Yeah. Or or no tables at all. I wrote an entire chapter on how much I hate tables, Bradley. I, I have a huge problem with tables. Yeah, we can what, tell why from you your. Not, you don't like we can tell from table? your place. Yeah. <laughs> you, are you just so you're sitting on the couch just holding your drink yeah, and, at a party? Yeah. And, just and let me drink. just tell you, it's so convenient to come over and put all my drinks on the ground, <laughs> yeah. which you keep so clean, by the way. Yeah, it's one of my favorite things about your place is your lack of surfaces. Uh, yeah, I, I, the ground is a, is the world's biggest table. Just put it on the fucking ground. What's nope, a- dude. If that's the case, then you keep your mattress nope. on the ground. You know, that's I. You know, I dated a girl for same philosophy. She's like, "Why do I need?" I'm like, "You don't stop right there," because I I 100 agree with everything you're about to say. Yeah, and how'd that work out for you? Uh, we broke. Up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, real quick, we got a couple more super chats. Apostolos for five euros says, "Maddox, you are a hero. You donate plastic straws to the fish since they can't make it themselves. Next time, throw some sugar in too for their coffee. See, a smart." <laughs> Reasonable man, and holy cow, for $25 from what? Gimp in My Pants, is Ron is on fire. Oh, fuck yeah. Amazing. Thank you, Gimp in My Hell Pants. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah, I'll ding that too. Yeah, very cool. Anyway, this is a lively debate. I am so happy. I feel like you guys have made zero good points. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I feel like I, I, I want to. Okay. I'm, I'm trying. A, there's too much shit in the ocean that's not fish or water. So that means we have to get that stuff out of there. Part of it is getting at the stuff that's already in there out, and part of it is not putting any more in. Ron, you sound like you just invented a job, didn't you? Me, People like me who litter into the ocean are making jobs. We are helping the economy. Because guess what? They are creating inventions yeah, and machines. Yeah, but job is it? Well, whose it, job is it to get rid of it? An entrepreneur, and guess what? They're making yeah, machines that collect. Every this fucking shit. time I see an article, it's always like some fourteen-year-old invented a machine to help clean the ocean. There you go, and that's fucking great. Great, and that's gonna happen. And that's good. You're welcome. That and is just good. Made out of plastic. Thank you it, so much, Maddox. Yes. Thank you so much for your tireless it's just, effort. No, it's just a plastic robot that then, when it breaks down, it just joins the giant plastic <laughs> island. <above the> <laughs> But, That's all it is. But we also have to stop putting shit in there. It's like trying to clean out your house. You got to have more going out than going in. By the way, I hear that kind of argument all the time. Uh, so I I had a friend from from Europe one time, and he was like, I I brought him to like McDonald's, and he refused to throw his trash away because he was like, no, people like me have to like not throw our stuff away so that they hire more people to throw the trash away. And I was like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So what did they do? 
So what? If he didn't throw his trash away, did he just carry it the rest of the trip? Or you no, mean he, he just littered it at the table? You know what? I'm actually going to go around and I'm going to start shitting on downtown business windows every night, so that they have to hire someone to clean the shit up every morning. And I am a job creator. Yeah, I, you know, I'm actually going to shit on on your car, so that you have to hire someone to come by and be like, oh, yeah, to hire this shit cleaning service because somebody keeps shitting on my car i like, mean yeah get... that's how jobs work ron someone's fucked something up and then you gotta hire someone to fix it you know what maybe 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 we shouldn't have those jobs maybe it'd be better for the environment if we just didn't have those jobs well, maybe it'd be better for the environment if we had no manufacturing or industry ron Let's maybe we could have all the fucking less like a l- all i'm asking is that we just pump the brakes a little bit fine okay Maybe I, you don't need a straw with every fucking drink. But Maybe instead of two tiny red straws in your cocktail that you don't need, you just have one. I'm okay Maybe with that. Maybe that. I'm okay. I'm okay with that, Ron, because I'm a reasonable man. But when it comes, to <laughs> 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 when it comes to like, yeah, you don't need straws for fucking everything. Gimp in my pants says that when Maddox punches a kid in the mouth, he's giving dentists a new patient <laughs> hero. That's so. That's my philosophy. Yeah. Look, all manufacturing causes pollution. You can't drive a car without polluting. You can't buy a bike without polluting. Everything causes pollution. Yes, but some of those things, okay, but you, but okay, yeah, you're right. Buying a bike, we have to use resources. But when you use a bike instead of a car, over the course of a life, you're going to cause all that pollution. It's, you're going to overtake that with how much you save than if you just drive well, a car everywhere. Uh, I'm sorry. With that, I I agree. Your little tiny carbon footprint or whatever, great. That's fantastic. I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. I, this is like what drives me nuts about environmentalists because I have a chapter called Fuck Environmentalists too, and here's why. Because everybody has some arbitrary standard of like what's acceptable to pollute. And I remember one time I was at my apartment a long time ago, and I threw away a plastic or a paper wrapper for a candy. And my friend says, you know, you can recycle that. And I'm standing – she's standing by the recycle bin. I'm across the room. And I said, yeah, I'm not going to because the amount of energy it would take for me to bend over and pick it up out of the garbage and walk over there is probably a wash for this little paper wrapper. And and she continued to lecture me. She goes, well, you know, I would. I'm like, then fucking do it. Why don't you do it? Why don't you come over to my house? If you care that much about the environment, you do it. Oh, you created a job. I could- <laughs> There you go, Bradley. Bringing it back. Listen, I think that a lot of people use – I think recycling is kind of like a noble effort, but ultimately – it. It doesn't do that much when you start to look at the economics of how recycling actually gets done because it goes to a recycling factory and uh, stuff gets purchased and they use those resources to turn it into shopping bags or, you know, fucking And then they all mats. end up in that island. But when like... It all goes back to there. If it's not... But if it's all... If like the stuff doesn't get... If it's not the right price, people won't buy recycled materials. If it costs too much, they just go to the raw, which is cheaper. So a lot of times people view recycling like they're, they're doing a good thing. But yeah. like at the end of the day, most recycling, it just gets thrown in the landfill. Most Very little of what we put in. And also like it, it depends on if your municipality... Like I live in um, South Pasadena where we put all our recycling in one fucking dumpster and they sort it because people are shit at sorting it in Los Angeles. Not in Japan, but I will say this. When it comes to recycling, uh, when it's paper products, the I think they're about 30% efficient, and with plastic products, it's like 40% efficient, but aluminum is the one place. Yes, aluminum is like yeah, the right. one thing where we, we fucking recycle like crazy. Right, it's like, it's like 89%, 90% efficient, where you can get all of it back. That's the one thing I do make a point to recycle, but here's the thing. Here's what drives me nuts about environmentalists. I am, on paper... 
more efficient than ev- almost every environmentalist I know. My carbon footprint is near zero. I ride my bike everywhere. I, I v- re- produce very little garbage. I have to take out my garbage maybe once every three weeks because I don't produce any. I'm mostly eating fruits and vegetables and, and, and boiled eggs. That's my diet for the most part, except- Jesus you know, unless Christ. I go, yeah. For the farts that must fill your <laughs> right. room. I, that doesn't sound. I don't know why I'm so gassy. All like I had was four boiled eggs, some old strawberries, a cup full of warm cottage cheese with pepper. Now I do blend it all together in a blender and drink it out of a straw. <laughs> I will never give up my straws. I bought straws, and guess what? I bought the ones from Amazon because I couldn't find straight straws in stores anymore because they're all fucking bendy straws. Ban that shit. Can we bend bendy straws? Can we meet in the middle? Just say no more bendy straws because those things fucking suck. So then I bought the straight straws on Amazon, and the only way they sell them to you is in bulk and wow. restaurant style. Maddox is so straight, he even hates angles. <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with bendy straws? Oh, my God. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, we're not going to go on this right. A drizzly fucking bendy straw. It's drizzly all over the town. Not, not how to drink out look, of a straw. Look, sorry. That's, bendy straws are a lot better. Bendy straws are shit. They're, for, they're garbage. You know what? The guy who invented the bendy straw, you know why he did it? It's because his dipshit. Cool ass dude? No, he's not cool. He was actually very lame. His dipshit little kid at a, at a diner was trying to reach on top of the counter for the milkshake. And, he, and it, rather than just like picking it up and then moving your lips to, you know, two inches to the tip of the straw, he went through the trouble of making this stupid fucking uh, stra- bendy straw. And there's like three patents for, so for you'll, a bendy straw. So you'll do, you'll do the effort of actually bringing the drink close to your face but you won't walk across a room to recycle something? <laughs> I mean, if it's in, if it's in within reach, I will recycle. I thought Benny Straws would be your that jam where you just get the up. lie still and the straw comes to oh, you. I hate it. They don't work well. They always swing away like a pendulum and you're sitting there like... What are you doing? Your lips are you like doing a puck your yeah, and, you're, and I'm sitting there just drinking it out of a cup. I'll drink things out of a cup, Ron, but if there's a straw, I'm going to take it now more than ever out of spite. My point is... <laughs> Is that recycling is like, it's nice to do, but the real thing that is actually like a true environmentalism that will help the planet, will help your budget, and also is the thing that no one ever fucking talks about is just reduce. Just use less shit. That's the way forward. Yeah. Okay, don't buy anything. Uh, no, manufacturing just, comes to a grinding halt. No, maybe like ended. instead of like like the whole idea of fast fashion, you know, like you know the term fast fashion? No, what is I that? know looking around this table, obviously all of us are on the cutting edge. <laughs> They've broken down fast fashion into, it used to just be two things you would wear, uh, summer, winter. That's it. Yeah. That's okay. Right? Well, now the industry has broken it down to 52 microcycles where every week there is a new fashion that you have to be on the edge. And we buy clothes to look fashionable and they don't last long. Like shit from, you know, like when you get a shirt from H&M, you're like, this looks good, but it only holds up for five washes and you're paying 30 bucks. And then at the end of it, it looks shitty and you get rid of it and you get a new one. Maybe instead of spending 30 bucks on a shirt that only lasts five or six washes, we should spend 70 bucks on a shirt that's going to last 50 washes. You I'm know? okay with that. Yeah. That's I efficiency. Just think, but that is, to me, that's so much more efficient. But the way our society is set up now, everything is set up to be as cheap as possible and to be as convenient as possible, but it's all fucking bullshit that doesn't work. Right. It's like when you get a fucking Black & Decker blender. <laughs> I had one. It was shit. It worked for two years. Yeah. Do you know what other blender I have in my house? It's my favorite possession. It's my blender that my parents got on their wedding day. It is from 1961. It is an Osterizer blender that weighs 13 pounds. If I dropped it on a country, it would probably start a fucking war. It's from a time in this country where we made shit that worked. There wasn't a little, like, 
prefabricated obsolescence with it. Right. It just fucking works. Yeah. So we have the capacity to make shit that just fucking works, but we don't because it's more profitable for, for people. So I'm saying just make shit that fucking works. It uses less resources and everyone's happy because we have to. We don't have to go to Target as much. Yeah. yeah, so buy paper straws that decompose in your mouth before you even finish the drink. Or just maybe not use a straw and drink it like a fucking man. You can't not use a straw when you're drinking coffee. And by the way... Guess what? You guess can't. What? Guess wait, what? You, hold on. Okay, wait, wait. You Ice can't coffee. not use yeah. a straw when drinking coffee. You know what the problem is, Ron? With Are your you fucking. High? Let me tell you what the. You know what the problem is with your bullshit ass little uh, utopia where we are no longer using straws is that everybody's going to be drinking coffee through a cup, right? Or the sippy cup bullshit, and it's uh. going to be strained through your teeth, and it's going to brown your teeth quicker, which means more trips to the dentist, more whitening, which more is more blocks. jobs for dentists. Yeah, but de- but dentist jobs are fewer and far between, and there's going to be longer lines for dentists. Because there hasn't been enough staining. Oh. Now with the staining, there'll be more dentist jobs. That's what he's saying. You're creating more dentist jobs. You know what, guys? Also, Can you just, just drink your coffee with a little bit of water. I do. I drink Americanos. That's my drink. It's just espresso. <laughs> but you're you're oh, just look saying. At look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that clean ass smile right now. It's a, you can it's tell. A, it's sparkling because of straws. You're welcome. If but, you're a dentist, please call in and tell us if you are supportive of the straw band. Absolutely. We would like to hear from dentists calling to the show. The only reason your teeth are smiling is because your skin is so dark. <laughs> Ron, that sounds a little bit. I'm saying it's it's it looks good. Uh, thank you. All right, you saved it. You but saved if you were an albino, your teeth would be disgusting. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm doing the math on that one. Now, here, here's the thing, guys. Why I hate being lectured by these fucking straw blowhards, these straw hards, oh let's call them. God. Yeah, All yeah. Right. Is because I, again, I, my, my carbon footprint How is near zero. How dare anyone try and make the world slightly better? No, because they're not. They're not. All they want to do is they want to be outraged and preach. Okay. And I get preached. I get preached by this by this woman who who dr- uh, was was criticizing me about my candy wrapper in a garbage. Well, guess what, bitch? Why don't you fucking ride your bike to work like I do? Why don't you walk to work if like? I don't even drive. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even drive, and I'm getting lectured by someone about my Listen, practices. I get it. Okay, people are fucking terrible, and and a lot of the people who are gonna lay into you about the plastic straws are the same people who go, "Excuse me, I like to see the manager." Like it's the same person. But even though people are terrible, do you concede that maybe they have a point? Even the way they express that point is annoying as fucking shit. And the, I, I, do, I agree. I hate the whole outrage thing, especially because I like I'm not I like to think of myself of an environmentalist. I'm not. You see the car I drive. I drive a, a diesel from the 70s. Yeah, I'm the worst fucking environmentalist there is. You're there's so, worse and there's better. But like yeah. the, the point is, is like, yeah, there's things that I can improve upon. But even though people are fucking awful and like try to feel holier than thou than you and it's the worst. If you look past that, do you think that they have a point? No, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Jesus Christ. Can you just... And I'm not a fucking soy boy. This chat room, you keep calling me soy boys. I'm a soy man. No, I don't, I don't drink soy. Uh, we got a super chat from the chat room from Pavich Bavin for $10. says, Ron, against the freedom of plastic straws, but for the deforestation of paper straws. Exactly. Good point. Good point. I hope that avocado toast doesn't taste like exploitation of migrant workers. He's got your ass, dude. He's got your number. understand these paper straws are being recycled from somewhere. They're they're not going to be like 
deforestation. It's going to be gross. Oh, you know it's recycled, like, sustainably harvested like bamboo straws from farmers. That's who bullshit. Are all, you know it's all, not. They only have one arm. Yeah, we no, only it's employ not. Farmers. That's the way to go. Bamboo straw. Yeah, yeah. From from an all female. Or literally, straw they're literally farm. just shoots of tiny yeah. bamboo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the way to go. Yeah, there you go. and then we just get it compostable. We just increased the bamboo farmers market by so much. Yeah, Dude, there's natural. Bradley straws. and I are going to start a company. We're going to make actual bamboo straws out of bamboo and coffee tables made out of just the coaster. Right, right. And we're going to fucking rule. Be like, try this cocaine, but now try it through a bamboo straw. <laughs> okay, two Look points. I, I it's used organic. To be, yeah. I, I was lectured again one time by somebody who was criticizing me for not being more environmental while this person was driving everywhere in their car, even though I never, I'm always riding my bike and I, I recycle everything for, you know, to, to a reasonable degree. But I was criticized for not recycling enough and I said, you know what? You don't fucking recycle. And she goes, yes, I do. I throw everything paper in the recycle bin. I'm like, but do you buy recycled products? Because unless you buy recycled products, that's not recycling. You have to complete the loop. And also recycling is like, yet you extend the life of a product by one. Yeah. That's it. In a few cases, you can extend the life of a product I, beyond that. But I it's feel like, like it's I'm not... lazy and I want to recycle, but I don't want to recycle. And I just want to get an apartment in Beverly Hills because there you just dump all your trash and they recycle for you. Did you know that? That's what I It doesn't. All it does is I want to recycle, but not. Recycling literally kicks the can down the road for like one life cycle and then it goes into a landfill. I want to ask you guys a question. I don't think anyone in in the room has an answer, possibly Taylor, but I don't think anyone in the room has an answer. Show me some statistics. How much plastic from straws is ending up in the ocean? How much is it affecting wildlife? How much plastic are we reducing, really? And and what's the overall net carbon benefit versus like chopping down all these trees and, and using more paper in these straws versus plastic? Like what is what are we doing cumulatively to the environment? Does anyone have any fucking numbers? Or are we just like feeling good and patting ourselves on the back? No, I don't have any numbers. With a bunch of mushy yeah. paper in our mouths, but like a bunch of idiots. I think we seem to use a lot of fucking straws. I on g- a daily basis. I guess. I mean... I think that- every single drink that McDonald's sells, every, a yeah, lot of the drinks that Starbucks sells... Because ever since that night where they didn't have straws, I've been... Like, we just went to get coffee, and I was like going, oh, you guys have paper straws? I, I make the joke about the paper straws thing, but I've realized, like, there's straws. I'm getting straws for stuff. I mean, because, like, McDonald's, yeah, I just open the thing, and I drink out of the thing. Well, Except if I'm in my car, but... Most of the time, if I'm sitting down somewhere, I'm not using a straw. I'm just Maddox. You better enjoy it while it lasts, because during our lifetime, this whole single-use plastic things is going to be on the way out. I know, and they're going to look back on our society that we have now, and they're going to look back and be like, "Wow, you were some wasteful motherfuckers." Yeah, I know. And that you is going to be like the 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 legacy that we have. You're on. right, but then look further in the future. Okay. 50,000 years in the future when this planet is being destroyed uh, by, by the sun's radiation and the volcanoes and the tectonic plate shifts that's going to happen. And because robot dinosaurs. And, and everything. everything yeah. Nuclear war, whatever. And people are going to be like, wow, we really gave too much of a shit about those plastic straws for this entire fucking planet that's doomed. What happens? No, you, that, you always fucking do <laughs> I, that. I feel like, like that's how okay. Because then nothing ever gets done. Yeah, I nothing want the scenario... Oh, 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 well, you can't care about this. What about this more important thing? Listen, it's one at a fucking time, fuck faces. Yeah, I want I want a scenario where it's more of the fact like aliens come and attack us and the only way to defeat them is with plastic straws <laughs> and go. we don't have them anymore. That's, there you go. That's the thing. We all have like, to oh, hide from shit, them what in happened? Like, pools and ponds and use a, a plastic straw to breathe right. and then yeah. we're going to be like, we have no plastic straws. Right. Yeah. Taylor, Taylor's been doing some research. Taylor has, I would love to hear what Taylor thinks because he has been, mums the word in this over the court. Yeah, Taylor, what does Minnesota think about plastic straws? <laughs> 
I'm uh, I'm trying to find like real statistics. All I'm seeing is of the 8 million tons of plastic trash that flow every year into the world's oceans, the plastic drinking straw is surely not a top contributor to yeah. all that. It's tonnage. probably less than 1%. So it's the According symbolic- to National Geographic. It's, 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 it's a, a big-ass symbolic gesture. Okay. That's I, all it is. I, I, I kind of agree with... Here's the, th- the thing that scares me with shit like this. Yeah. And they've done this with studies is that when people, when they do something that they think is good, it then excuses o- o- other bad behavior. Right. right. So my fear is that people will be like, what? I don't use plastic straws anymore. And then they're throwing like a huge plastic beach chair, you know, into like a landfill. Yeah. For me, the plastic straw thing for me opens up a discussion about single use plastics and that we're using like, I think it was like, we're using fucking too much of them. The last thing I want, I'm so fucking tired of these like, Beverly Hills celebrities telling us like how to preserve and and live less and use less in their fucking mansions that's air conditioned 20,000 square feet all fucking day with their fountains and their manicured lawns don't fucking lecture me on how to save the environment yeah I that's all I I get it dude I fucking get that it it is because it is like you can't Talk to me about being an environmentalist and when you live in a fucking like yeah. a four thousand square foot mansion with your husband and one child. They'll feel smug and self satisfied driving away from a Starbucks in their Land Rover, drinking from their paper straw, thinking, Mmm, I did something good for the environment. It's like, no, you didn't, bitch. Sell your fucking Land Rover, get a fucking Prius if you really care that much. Or guess what? Fucking walk. How about get out of your fucking car and walk? Yeah, or just like you guys, just buy a shitty used car. I That's guarantee- the most environmentally friendly thing you could do is just not buy a new car. There you go. And and use, like, start there. Don't worry about the fucking straw because people are making a mountain out of a molehill with a straw instead of doing the real thing but, that could affect the environment. But if it's got to start somewhere. Okay, so wh- what about, what, what about this? What about this with the straws? All right, let's just throw this yeah. out. Just a simple fix. And I think this is one of the fixes they talk about. A straw fee. And then no, no, Bradley, yeah, absolutely, dude. dude. It's just dude. like you know, Bradley is on bags, fucking the, fire. The, the, the yeah, you bags, want a straw? I don't give a crap. Pay your nickel for, for your pay, fucking oh, straw. Oh, the, you yeah. want to drink like fucking a fucking racket? That's all oh. it is. It's another fucking racket because the, the no they, man, they were the the I don't want to pay for a straw. So why do I got to pay for your straw, Bradley? Yeah, fucking fire. Just pay for I, just five cents for a straw. You're done. And you because can use your fucking straw. Four people will go pick it up. Right? Okay, I will not pay for it. Anyway, guys, don't forget to vote. Then you're gonna be like, I brought my own straw. I think we're gonna be like exactly. The only thing that really annoyed me about this whole thing was when Starbucks came out and said, we're getting rid of plastic straws. And everybody's like, oh, they're so revolutionary. And I'm like, no, they're not. They passed this law like two months before. They're just they're just doing it before everybody else yeah, is doing pro- it. Don't act like they're like super great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How progressive. Wow. Good job. The company that uh, that is also having trouble with getting their employees to not say the N-word. Like, oh, yeah, we also, yeah, yeah, yeah. We also banned plastic straws. Like, I great. mean, oh, in wow, their defense, it's so hard not to. <laughs> Uh, okay, so for the last 10 minutes, I've been trying really hard to find this data. It's actually yeah. been really difficult. Doesn't exist. Um, according to this random website that I found, it's uh, about 3% of recovered trash is plastic go. straws. All right, there. 3%. Wow. That's sizable. Real quick, before we move on from this, we got one more super chat in the chat room from Mr. Sinclair. It says, it'd be cool to see Boyan Slat of the Ocean Cleanup on the podcast. Ocean Cleanup estimated to remove 50% of the Great Pacific Garbage Patch in five years of deployment. Fuck whales. Wow. <laughs> Mr. S- That's amazing. That's fucking amazing. Amazing. Yeah, where were you with that one, Taylor? That was <laughs> wait, but also, uh, I mean, I also want to like, I, I'm sure that's coming from them. You know, I've like, you, you know what you have done, like in being wait, on this podcast? that's that thing that floats, right? That thing that like 
like collects it. You know, this podcast has made me so. It's all from the news. It's so much more um, suspect of statistics now. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm like, well, who the fuck says that? And yeah. if it's like from whoever's saying the statistic, I'm like. Well, yeah, of course they would say that. Yeah. Like, you know, so it makes me so much more like I have a raised eyebrow. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, they've saved, uh, you know, 20% of pandas, says the Panda Preservation Society. It's like, well, okay, are, are you really effective at your job? Like, how can, can we have an outside source verify your numbers? Uh, anyway, guys, don't forget to vote on madcastmedia.com. This has been a fascinating debate, way more lively than I thought. I thought you guys would be totally on my side with not banning plastic straws because I fucking love that shit, and I'm going to use double. And real quick, Taylor, point out, I, there's another super chat from Pavich Babin says, we should ban almonds since they use 10 times as much water to produce than beef. That is uh, absolutely true. Oh. No, that fucking... I, that's it's not... a gallon per al- almond is what they estimate. Almonds? I love almonds. I, I, I love almonds, too. See, I also think almonds are a little overrated. Like, unless you, like, eating a raw almond just feels like I'm, like, com- decomposing, like, hard sand in my mouth. See, toasted almonds, though, that's my jam. Well, guys, don't forget to vote on madcastmedia.com, but we should move on to a recap of last week's debate. Last week, oh, actually, so last week since we re-aired the John Schnapp episode, in that episode, we debated whether or not exploitation is hurting nerd culture and we, we it was a very exploitation we're talking specifically with the way companies exploit nerd culture like comic-con you know things like that because um oh, of, okay you know, they've made it really really commercial and so we debated that was also in the old format of the show where we would debate both sides of the debate and then see if the audience's opinion changed before and after listening to the debate so before listening to the debate 66% of the audience said, yes, exploitation is hurting nerd culture. And then after listening to the debate, 60% said yes. So a little bit of a shift, a little bit. Some people thought, no, exploitation was good for the industry. And that was, I believe, the side like, of the well, debate. I don't I understand. Like, how, yeah. are, how are nerds I, being exploited? I, best example I can think of recently uh, where they've exploited nerds and it wasn't even like approved by the people involved. Uh McDonald's Szechuan sauce and the Rick oh, and yeah. Morty, Rick and Morty chicken dippers. What thing. did they get exploited by flavor? No, the deal was Rick and Morty came out with an episode where Rick's like, "I need to have these uh, Szechuan, Szechuan yeah, sauces, yeah. whatever." Then McDonald's all of a sudden re-releases Szechuan sauce, and then it, it, it the first time it happened, it was horrible. And Dan Harmon's like, "Ah, oh, that's weird that this unapproved." Uh, tra- Wait, did McDonald's thing. already have Szechuan sauce? They they the brought it. They no, they put it. They had it in the past. Okay, because he was the joke was he was bringing it back from the nineties when it was like a Mulan thing where they had Szechuan sauce uh-huh. for when the Mulan movie came out. So they they started rebottling. They gave some to Justin Roiland and said, "Here's a bottle for you because you're Rick and Morty." They then they said, "We're going to re-release it." And there was this big website about it. Everybody came. There were mobs attacking this and that, all this stuff. Oh wow! And then. It didn't happen, Dan. And then Dan Harmon was like, "What oh, brave nerd you know, stood but, up but to they the didn't. company that re-released the sauce that they already owned?" But they, what warriors, noble enough to take they, on this cause? But they exploited they, and they didn't get anything. Like they didn't give like they didn't really give Rick and Morty any sort of. Do you know how fucking cool it would be if like McDonald's came out with a sauce based on one of my jokes? <laughs> the, I'd just be like, I feel like yeah, it would be exploit- really salty. The Ron, the Ron Babcock <laughs> sauce. sauce? <laughs> This is kind of it's, it's tartar. It's tartar sauce. Except it drizzles out of the container, <laughs> and, it, uh, uh, this and it's full, gonna stain your shirt. It's not even a full container. It's like a, <laughs> oh man! And at the bottom of it is sorry. This almost never happens. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh wait, my thing turned off. Same same amount of chives though. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, it is not. <laughs> I don't know. It's like half the thing that people like. I feel like with nerds, like, God, we're never going to make us fucking happy. Like, yeah. no nerd is ever going to be like, yeah, everything's great. Like, there's always, always going to be complaining about something. Well, speaking what? of complaints, I got some voicemail from our listeners. We oh. got a lot of those. Yeah. Um, Fantastic. Here's a, here's a voicemail. Uh, so a couple weeks ago, we debated what is the best movie monster of all time, and uh, some of the choices we brought in was Facehugger, The Thing, Godzilla, and you brought in what, The Blob? Uh, yeah. Okay, The Blob. And so we had a lot of uh, callers calling in to weigh in on that. Here's one talking about uh, why Godzilla was the best movie monster and the right choice. Oh, that? wow. I wonder how I this like my third time call because I just really want to get the point across that your friends are bigger idiots than me, I swear. Uh, okay, listen. Here's why Godzilla is a superior monster. Easy face hugger. What's the best solution? Burn it. It's dead. All right. Say you see the thing. What's the best solution? Burn it. What you see Godzilla? You what are you gonna do? Burn it? No, you can't burn Godzilla. He's invincible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good shit. You can't burn Godzilla. Are we are we saying movie monster just in general, not like good monster versus bad monster? Like yeah, yeah. best ever monster. Because no, no, I mean like good guy versus bad guy. I don't really consider Godzilla an evil monster. I no. consider Godzilla a nice monster. So I don't really even consider him a movie monster. Godzilla doesn't give a fuck. It's basically whatever direction he's walking in, it's going to get destroyed. And if it happens to be a city, sure, he's going to destroy it, and he doesn't give a fuck about your feelings. But Godzilla also is an ambivalent monster. Like, he can also walk through a mountain range and destroy that as well. He's fine. Whatever he's going to do, he's going to destroy something. And that's what God- that's what makes Godzilla so awesome. We got a, just uh, sounds like a bad drunk. Yeah. <laughs> You know? Or or a good drunk, very efficient drunk. Not yeah, because he he protects shit. you too. He's like a he's like an overly protective drunk guy. Yeah, he's, he's like, like an ambulance. Everybody back up! Let me go for now. Yeah, <laughs> Mothra, get out of here! I'm gonna fight you, Mothra. Get out of here. Uh, well, we got another voicemail um, from Headlight Boy calling in with his theory and opinion on sixty nining for some reason. Because uh, we haven't talked about uh, the the most overrated sex positions in, uh, I, I believe, since sixty nine episode sixty nine. Sixty nine is an overrated sex position. Well, here's what he says about it. Listen to this. You know what the problem with sixty nine is? When you're looking the girl's puss, when you're sixty nine in her, your nose right up in her butthole. So unless she keeps a nice clean butthole. <laughs> You gotta smell poop the whole time. <laughs> I don't want to smell poop. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't, don't want to smell. Hey, how about this? Why don't you? Why don't you date girls who can wipe their ass properly? Like that's. It's a just real keep, simple. Just keep a package of wet wipes by the you bed. Know, you listen. <laughs> Bradley, that's like, even worse. Hold on a second. Gross. We need to. We need to uh, take care of this real quick. Sorry. It's, it's just like. I don't know. 69 is one of those things that every dude's like, 69, bro. It's like, you know what I don't want when I'm getting pleasured? A job. <laughs> like, I'd rather just, like, let's just take turns so I can fully enjoy this rather than, like, trying to focus on one thing and enjoy something else. It's too much going on. Um, here's <laughs> here's a voicemail about uh, about that episode that we re-aired, the John Schnapp episode. Listen to this. Hey, Maddox. Uh, it was a really good call to replay John's episode today. RIP, John. Your work is missed, and so are you. Be safe, brother. Hey, man. Very nice, very sweet uh, voicemail. We rarely get those. And here's one that's the exact opposite. It's a correction about Kindergarten Cop 2. Yo, what's up? Um, you guys were fucking joking about 
making a kindergarten cop too. There already was, and it was starred Dolph Lundgren. You fucking idiot! Oh Jesus man! Christ. What? Uh, no, there wasn't. Was there? Yeah, I just searched yeah. it. It's true. Fucking A, man. Because when you us. said kindergarten cop 2, I was like, there's no kindergarten cop 2. Why did you have to yeah, the apparently, uh, shit, yeah. Yeah, we fuck. fucked up. And yeah, real fucked up. Was it called kindergarten cop 2? It was called kindergarten cop 2. Amazing. Dolph With Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. How did oh, I wow. miss that? That's like all my favorite things combined. Yeah. Uh, we got another voicemail. Here's another follow-up about the Godzilla debate. <laughs> Listen to this oh. guy. Okay, everybody. Uh I just got done listening to the uh, Madcast Media Podcast for the best movie monster. And, you know, I'm kind of thinking it's fucking stupid that every single person there said a giant fucking lizard that shoots lasers isn't scary. That thing levels an entire goddamn city. You know what does it? Face huggers. You know what does it? Your freaking thing. It does it. It's a giant fucking lizard that has... <laughs> Do you know what? In in both of the voicemails supporting Godzilla, yeah. not one of them mentioned the blob. That's true. They took down they took down the thing. Yeah. They took down face huggers and they conveniently forget to mention the ever impending, unrelenting, unstoppable blob. I mean, being blob, scared of whatever. Godzilla is like being scared of a meteor. It's like you know it's gonna happen and you know it's gonna destroy and the blob is like I, climate change. I don't know. I my guess... point is that that's not as scary. It's scarier when you're unsure what the destruction is going to be. No, I... You don't know who the thing is. You don't know what's gonna what's gonna cause. And the blob yeah, is yeah. climate the, change, the, man. The, it's happening. But if the, you want to keep throwing your plastic straws in the ocean, then fine by me. Oh, Ron, you were a blowhard. <laughs> listen, listen, I can't take Godzilla as a monster seriously. Because all I can think of is the 80s cartoon with Godzuki in it, and that's what I'm thinking of. I can't, there's no scenario. I don't know what this 80s cartoon is, but I'm assuming Godzuki like shade tips at some point. Godzuki was a little like dragon, a little Godzilla that would hang out with them during the entire episode, and then Godzilla would show up like, oh my god, this giant tanker ship's going to attack us, and then Godzilla would show up. And then I'll take care it. of yeah, these dudes. And then boom. And then Godzilla would do, disappear. Do you remember Dino the Last Dinosaur? Yes. Yes. God, I never realized how weird that fucking show was until I saw it as an adult. And it was like Dino the Last Dinosaur. Yeah. He's my friend and all that. And no one ever references like how weird it is that a dinosaur is wearing like a varsity jacket and like Nike pumps and like skateboarding with but like Technicolor glasses. The and it's like from chilling dinosaurs. Out. The dinosaurs from Dinosaurs wore that. The son from the TV show Dinosaurs wore a varsity jacket. Yes. And shoes. And that's what I thought it was. I thought it was that. Like, like, it, it was a different a- decade, a different era. Everyone had a lot of attitude and was totally radical. Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> 90s were full of so much attitude. A lot of attitude. Sonic the Hedgehog came from the 90s. Amazing. A lot of attitude. Hey, listen, there's still a joke on dinosaurs that I think is one of the funniest things ever where you remember when they had like living food in the refrigerator? And they they would eat parts of it, so like there'd be all these like fucked up animals in the fridge, and they 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 break out of the fridge, and they're being terrorized. They gotta put them back, and then um the the at the end like the the food go marches back into the fridge, and she's like, oh I'm sorry, like you're spoiled, and the the, the thing goes like, food doesn't spoil, it just goes bad. (laughs) And and I remember watching that as a kid. I was like, that's fucking brilliant. That's good. (laughs) I always remember that dinosaurs joke. Dinosaurs is one of those shows that I wonder like if it would hold up i wonder too i think you could reboot it uh we got another voicemail this is a criticism of ron the first tangent officer listen to this 
Sup Battle Chode. You know, I was oddly invested in your synopsis of the Godzilla movie until Ron, of all people, destroyed your tangent. So, fuck you, Ron, and go, go, Godzilla. Wow, Ron may be doing his job too well when he when he interrupts a tangent to go on another tangent. I you, mean, the point is, my job is to always keep you guessing, and that's what I'm going to do. Maybe it's time for another promotion for Ron. Maybe, maybe he'll become another, you know, he'll get another rank for the tangent officer. I'm going to put it to the vote on maddocastmedia.com. Don't forget to vote. We're going to see if Ron gets a promotion next Oh, my God. Week. Am I going to be Mrs. Maddox? He, well, you know, play your cards right. We'll see. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. Uh, it, it, okay. <laughs> make a 69 joke. It's going to be weird. Um, <laughs> uh, wipes. Here's another voicemail. This, uh, this is calling me out, actually. Listen to this guy. Hey, Maddox. Hey, everybody. I've been listening for a while, and I've made an observation, and I thought it would be worthwhile to call in and bring it up. Has, anyone that, has anybody ever noticed that any time the topic of sex is brought up in conversation, Maddox chimes in like he's some sort of sexual dynamo? <laughs> but in reality, it comes across sounding exceedingly forced and awkward. Yeah. I think we should put it up for a vote to see, it, a vote to see mm-hmm. if Maddox is really a virgin and trying way too hard to protect the opposite. Fuck you, Maddox. Make consensual love to whales. I will not. What a fucking idiot. Yeah, call, calling me out hard. Oh, uh, Maddox, how come any time you talk about sex? It's because the way I talk about sex. How are you able to nail his voice so perfectly? <laughs> it's like they called it in, right? Yeah, it's just, it's amazing. I wasn't sure who was talking there. Oh, uh, hey, Maddox. Here it is. Uh. <laughs> just like the voicemail. I feel like he was deflecting and projecting is that that's exactly yeah. what it is it's deflection and projection his own inadequacies we, towards you it's it's a hundred percent that a couple like about uh, a month ago we had lauren francesca on and at the top of the show i said we have the the beautiful and lovely lauren francesca and i i, I don't even remember the exact phrasing i said something like that and maddox like this guy's like oh maddox why are you hitting on that girl so hard Ugh. like just because i call her beautiful and lovely at the top of a show because oh god forbid i compliment a guest on anything and then i called ron beautiful and lovely same guy not a thing not a th- not wow. a peep out of that guy and the weird thing is is i am he is beautiful and lovely yeah yeah it, it, a lot of projection from these listeners i prefer to go with lovely and beautiful but i'll take what i can get well a couple episodes ago we also had a banana scientist call in because taylor brought in a story about how bananas are going extinct Yo. well we had a banana scientist call in and now we have a caller call out for that banana scientist from an actual botanist listen to this Hey, Maddox, I've got a caller call out for that fake-ass banana scientist you had on the show this week. I'm a literal botanist, and I can tell you that uh, while the banana is already extinct in the form, uh, we developed them, they no longer have the seeds that enable them to grow, so they're reliant on human beings to clone them. Uh, as long as one exists, we can always clone it, so there is no risk of bananas going extinct. Um, you are right, that is a puff piece by the banana interest. Bananas are safe. Fuck whale. Well, hold on. I'm eating these. I'm eating clone ass bananas this whole time. Yeah, you're eating cloned bananas, Ron. Yeah, I didn't know this shit. Yeah. My my thing on when this whole banana thing happened, my biggest thing was that's when I learned that in the 50s a different banana had went extinct. Yeah. And I always thought to myself, do people from like the 50s think oh my god these bananas are good but i remember these bananas from the 50s and they were so much they were so much different people from the 50s think everything from the 50s was better except except of course like uh segregation and the civil rights uh violations and issues that we had in the country but uh, everything was better in the 50s because everyone has this like twinkly 
alternate history version of the 50s where it's like leave it to beaver and all these like yeah, nice back in, the, back in the day when you could hit your wife and get away with it yeah like, that's that was what the 50s was known for. yeah if you come home and your wife didn't have your cigarettes and, and coffee ready for you like oh it's beating time and if the Adam dog Sheep. wasn't holding your slippers watch out i've met some people who watched mad men and were like what wouldn't it be great if we could go back to this this time again? It's like you you're missing the point of the show. The whole point of the show is to show how awful it was. Everyone this. on that show, the my biggest critique with Mad Men was the final episode. Is like every every character got a little bit of happiness, and I'm like, so wait, so you tell you show us like seven or eight seasons of these people being fucking terrible. Yeah. And then at the end of it, they're like, and we all turned out okay. Hey, there you go. Happy ending. No lesson learned. Uh, but anyway, guys, that's it for voicemail. Taylor, it's time for some quick news headlines with our journalist in moderation. Taylor, what do you got for us? Now that women in the Navy can wear ponytails, men want beards. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about this. Well, wait. So, so men in the Navy can't have beards? They cannot. And now women can have ponytails. Yes, I think it should and be as a response. What about pirates? Well, why? Why not? No, you, women can have ponytails and men could have ponytails too. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But then I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. Yeah, I don't want to see a male ponytail. Yeah. The Navy said last week that service women could sport ponytails, lock hairstyles, or rope-like strands and wider hair buns. But as long as they're fun and flirty. Reversing a policy that long long forbade women from letting their hair down. Yeah. Okay. I. I. You know what? Everyone shave their head. S- servicemen immediately chimed in on social media, asking the Navy if they could grow beards. A sailor's Facebook post with a hashtag "We want beards" hashtag was shared thousands of times. I mean, listen. If you're gonna be on the high seas, a beard looks pretty good. Beards were banned in 1984. <laughs> The also, Navy wanted professional-looking sailors who could wear firefighting masks and breathing apparatuses without interference. What about all the water they're using to shave their beard every day? Yeah, well, there, there you go, Ryan. I think if they're going to ban beards from anything, my opinion has always been you should ban beards from the NBA because I can't stand watching these sweaty basketball players with their long, gross beards especially minnesota it seems like everybody in minnesota has a long why do you have a problem with beards i just i just just have a problem with the basketball players having it's like for me it sounds like more you have a problem with the sweat Uh, yeah that's it that's it that's the thing i'm thinking about like playing like street basketball because believe it or not with this physique back in the day i used to play street basketball but you know you think like you're playing street basketball and you some guy would be like hey can i play and he did like the super hairy chest and you're like uh, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't want to be a part yeah, of this. Only if you're a shirt, Rub- not a skin. Rubbing up against you, True. something like that. I think you should only ban beards from spaghetti eating contests. I think that's the only time I don't want to see. See, that's I want to see. Is ponytail thing? The- is that really? Because I feel like I've seen movies and shows where the girls are have their French braids or whatever yeah. going on, and I feel like women have been navy officers and they've had the ponytails before. I, has this really been an issue? You know what, though? In a fight, okay, let's say you just landed, you just landed, like, say D-Day, okay? All these uh, Marines and, and Navy people are just, like, storming the uh, Normandy, right? The the beach yes. at, at Normandy. That's and the one. Yeah. You have the, <laughs> well, they had beards back you then. You have though. the enemy. Yeah, you had beards back then. And the enemy grabs you by the ponytail and starts slamming your face into a beam or a, or a, a pole or a palm tree, right? That not that a risk? Don't you want your service members to have... A, well, I mean, if they're grabbing you by the ponytail, like... They could grab anything. You remember what all shit they all had? They had my, like 
They don't like travel like they're all like packed for days. Ron, you and I, you and I are like felt. We're fucking like unstoppable shit on our face, right? There's nothing like the biggest thing you can grab on my face is my nose. But good luck slamming that in anything if you're holding it. I mean, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't need two hands. (laughs) Okay. All right. Taylor, the 150th anniversary of the founding of the Golden Retriever has been celebrated at the breed's ancestral home in the Highlands. Founding? Well, like it was like in a tree somewhere and they found it? Like, that's a weird it didn't word. exist before. No, like they found- More like the creating of the Golden Retriever. The breed was created at Tomich near Glen Affric in the, in the 1800s by landowner Dudley Major Banks. Dude, <laughs> that's all they fucking did back then. Is they just, that's how they crossbreed their dogs. They're like, I want a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And it was by guys named like, name like that. These Dudley, like landed Dudley, entry. Get, get this. Dudley Major, M- Major Banks, also known as Lord Tweedmouth. <laughs> Taylor, oh are you my fucking with us? This is bullshit. It's real. It's real. Lord Tweedmouth. Dudley Dudley Major Banks or Lord Tweedmouth. <laughs> Please, don't okay, call but- me Major Banks. Call me Lord Tweedmouth. Understand, we could have had like the Tweedmouth Retriever. Like this day and age, we could have been saying, yeah, we've been calling that. Lord Tweedmouth had wanted a dog that was capable of swimming significant distances to retrieve wildfowl that had been shot. Don't want to muss my tweed coat? (laughs) (laughs) Lord, sorry, Lord Tweedmouth. Wait, golden retrievers can swim long distance? I didn't even know that. Yeah, and how do you find out? The first golden retriever had to have just been fucking tossed into a lake. Oh, yeah, that's the exact. That's all. You don't see Chuck them in and just see who floated. This litter all drowned. Let's go to the next litter. Let's find out which one of these are A little bit more chihuahua, a little less of this. There were 1,800 other breeds that didn't make the cut. The golden golden retriever is the only one that could swim. Like, uh, what what about all the other ones that they just threw into the lake? That seems like legit. Like, they were basically, it sounds like this guy had like, 80 different breeds of dogs. Yeah. He's like, okay, let this one hump it, and then yeah. let's throw that litter like in the water. Landed gentry in England back in the 1800s were like fusion cooks today. They just took like different ingredients, slapped them together, and see what came out. It's fucking crazy. Like, that's not where corgis came from. Yeah. They're short ass. I love corgis because they're always like surprised that their legs are so short. Yeah. They, like, they, you ever watch them? They try and jump. They think that they're like taller than they actually are. Yeah. Fucking cute. Huge egos on those dogs. <laughs> yeah. What, what else you got, Taylor? Find your passion. That's bad advice, scientists say. Wait, so scientists are saying there's a study that came out that says you should not chase your passions? Correct. I'm okay with that. According to a forthcoming study from Stanford and Yale uh, College in Singapore, it's actually bad advice and may actually make it harder for people to figure out what they love to do. Why? The idea of finding one's passion implies that people have built-in interests just waiting to be discovered, and if you can simply figure out what they are, you will magically be able to embrace them, says the study, which will be published in the Journal of Psychological Science. But people with that mindset are more likely to give up on their newfound interest when they hit the inevitable roadblock, the study found. Instead, researchers say true passion develops through being open-minded and delving into a new topic and being willing to put some effort into it. What if your passion is roadblocks? <laughs> good point. My good passion point. is not reading that magazine. So, like, I so that was what a are dumb they, news. Eric. So, what are they saying? Like, one. no, I kind of think that's interesting. Like, I like, 
don't follow your passion because like your passion isn't just this thing that's inside of you. It's something you have to discover and nurture. Is that what they're saying? Yeah. It's kind of the same argument that people make with, um, you know, what you think you want in dating or relationships. Like you write down like every single fucking girl on like Tinder or any website, any dating website's like, Oh, I want to go with a sense of humor. And I wanna, uh, you got to be kind, got to recycle. It's like, no, you fucking don't. No, you fucking don't. Cause it, cause like in the, in the past, like I, if I told, if a girl said she likes a guy who recycles, I make a point to tell her I litter all the time. And guess what? End up going on a date 10 out of 10 times. And she 10 out of 10 times, she goes, that was a mistake. <laughs> Correct? That's She's why like, it's 10 oh, out of 10. Maddox, king of the first date. <laughs> oh, 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 he wasn't joking. <laughs> I told you I don't have a sense of humor. <laughs> a new a new study named Chicago the rat capital of the United States. Chicago? What, what really? happened? Did you throw in New York? Yeah, According to a study by the apartment search engine RentHop, the oh, city oh, received... Oh, wait a second. Let me guess who, who uh, sponsored the study. RentHop.com? RentHop. RentHop. Yeah. The New York chapter RentHop. Yeah, of course. The city received 50,963 rat complaints last year, more than any other city in the country. New York came in a distant second place, followed by Washington, D.C. and Boston. Okay, so this is one of those fucking puff pieces. Okay, RentHop.com paid for this. It's like, oh, well, let's let's gin up some study that says, oh, the biggest... Uh, yeah, they, they do this all the time with, like, traffic uh, traffic reports, right? The the most congested city in the in the United States. It's always, like, D.C., California, or Seattle. New York, or Chicago, or something. Or where? Seattle. Seattle, yeah, there you go. A couple times. So they'll release the study every, every few years or so. Every year, really, like clockwork. And then they'll say, okay, this is the new most congested city. Uh, sponsor study by AAA. It's like, oh, that's interesting. AAA, the company that I also uh, buy car stuff for? Hmm, very interesting. So Rent Hop is doing a study on a place to But what's a, com- what's a rat complaint? You just see a rat? It's actually, it? I think it has to be physically in your apartment. So it's, a, or, it's or like, what is it like, trying to ask you for money? It's an apartment search service, so I'm assuming that people are saying that at that apartment there was a rat. Oh, and I see. My friend uh, Ryan used to live in New York, and he, I think the day he realized he wanted to move fr- from New York was when he was standing on the subway platform, and he was watching two rats fight over the dead carcass of another rat. Oof. And he just was like, I, I, gotta, I gotta get out of this city, man. <laughs> I've never seen a rat before. Oh, really? Dude, go what? ride the New York City subway. They're all over the place. It's weird that I lived in New York forever, no rat problems. But when I when I when I first lived in Iowa, I lived in a small town in Iowa, and I had a I had a rat problem. Like there was a rat. Two, I caught two rats in my apartment, and then I moved to New York. No rat problems, never. I mean, I but I lived in and I lived in Little Italy in Chinatown, and you would walk outside, they'd be all over the place, and I was thinking to myself, how they're not coming into the apartments? I don't see them inside the apartment. Boy, they were on the subway a lot though. Yeah, just run around on the subway. They got to commute to their jobs too. But I've also here I've seen well, I've seen race. mice here. <laughs> I've seen a, like a mouse run across the street or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I walked out of my house the other day and I heard it rustling across the street. I looked over and it was two coyotes. Yeah. <laughs> and I was Dude, like, what? People is going are on? freaked out when they move here. I'm like, yeah, coyotes are everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Like on the like street, Beverly Hills, in, around the corner of my house. Like, yeah. Packs of coyotes just running around. around. It's weird. Yeah. 
Dude, I was walking my dog one morning, like right around the corner from my place. And I walk in and I see a coyote and I was like, okay, we're going to go the other way. And it's because I don't know what's going to happen if my dog sees a coyote. Coyotes fight dirty too. They will pretend like they're injured and get the pack to come uh, after you like come to, to check on them or whatever. They're nasty. Um, Stan Morris in the chat room says, New Yorkers don't complain. New Yorkers don't give a fuck. And then I also want to mention, when I first moved to, <laughs> when I first came to Los Angeles, there are all these really tall palm trees, but no coconuts. And I asked a friend of mine, I said, why aren't there any coconuts on these palm trees? And she goes, oh, the rats get to them first. Shut up. I didn't, I don't know if that's true I don't or think not. that's, I think, I think there's a certain, there isn't coconuts. I think it's there's a, certain, yeah, I think there's certain types of palm trees that don't have coconuts. Right. But that's a, that's something that I kept thinking about ever since she told me. I was like, I always look up at the uh, palm trees. I'm like, are there rats up How there? Can, yeah. Have you ever seen a rat climbing a palm tree? I think you're. Although, I think and you'd I also, I've never seen like it's one of these days. You got to see a rat fall out of a palm tree, or at least a coconut fall. Yeah. Japanese office workers hoping to nod off on the job may need to sleep with one eye open thanks to a new system that can detect snoozers and blast them with cold air. Hmm. I feel like I would like this thing installed on my monitor when I'm trying to write. Because I always, I, man, when I wrote That does kind of sound a little convenient. Yeah. Like in a weird way. I mean, I know it's a little big brothery, but I'm like, well, blast cold air sounds nice. I would use this. I would install this in cars. But does cold air really, like for me- when I'll be driving, I'll be like, oh, I'm starting to doze off. And it's, and I'm dozing off because the air conditioner's on. Yeah. And so then I'll oh. try to open the window, and then it's, like, super hot outside. Yeah. And then I'm like, so I feel like, for me, cold air doesn't, like, wake me up. It just Cold air doesn't work me for me. More. You know what does, though, is hot sauce. And that's why I started drinking it a long time ago. <laughs> and now I'm it's, like, to the point where you drink, nothing. So wait, when you're driving? Yes. Because, like, I was trying to stay awake, and I would nod off when I'm driving long distances. So I would start drinking so hot have, sauce. Have you heard of soda? Soda did not work, and neither did corn nuts. Neither did loud music, oh, air conditioning. Corn nuts, gross. And it, yeah, I thought hot like, sauce. Oh, because it, like you're just constantly feeling the pain. Yes, or? my mouth is on fire, and your nose is running, and your eyes are watering. I mean, you. He also me, keeps but, a knife in his car and just makes tiny little cuts. Uh, how, so how? And, and as he does it, he's like, "I'm in control." How did you uh, rear in this car, sir? You were nodding off. No, no, my eyes were watering. I couldn't <laughs> see the road. I was uh, drainage. <laughs> when I when I first started doing it for two or three weeks. It worked really well, but then I started growing a tolerance to Tabasco to the point where I, I believe I did a uh, I did a radio show with Tucker Max a long time ago. He had this old, uh, really popular website in the '90s. Wrote some books, and he was like, "Yeah, Maddox, uh, you know, in real life, you know, he's not like he doesn't really drink Tabasco." I'm like, "Yes, I do, motherfucker. I I, I absolutely drink Tabasco, and I'll do it. I'll you know, people have come to book signings and things like that with a bottle of Tabasco. I go, Maddox, let's see if you're really that. I'm like, blah, before they even finish the sentence, what up? What's up now, bitch? And I burp in their face and go home with their girlfriend. Yeah, meanwhile, if, you destroy every single hotel toilet you've ever met. <laughs> no, Why no. is the toilet do red? You get, do you have like a, like, you don't have acid reflux or anything? Like, uh, no, yeah, no this shit okay. is not going to work out. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. The only time I really got severe diarrhea was when I ate the world's spiciest pepper. That was. Hey, the, and who made you do that, huh? Yeah, Ron did. Holy shit, that's right. Uh, I forgot about that. That was on your show. Ron had the show. What is it called? The, it was called the Why Would You Eat That Challenge. Yeah. It was on Tasted on YouTube. And that's where I met Lana McKissack. Yeah. And she was on that video. And she had just started eating spicy food. It's She's actually a, a really funny video. What we yeah. did was we had a, a children's puzzle of just like 11 pieces. And we had them eat the world's. Uh, at the time, it was the Trinidad Murugi and Morgan Scorpion yeah. Pepper, which I think has like 2, mil- two million units on the point, Scoville oh, scale. Yeah, yeah. 1.2 to 1.4 million, yeah. So in, and so they ate that and they had to put this children's puzzle together and only when they completed it could they get like, you know, like cooling oh, treats. Oh my God. 
and and I I did it as a test, uh, so I'm on it too, where I do a test, and it was fucking it destroyed me. And then I remember the uh, feeling the entire weekend. I could feel mm-hmm. the pepper moving through each yeah. like intestinal oh. loop. Yeah, you can back feel- and forth. All the way down. It was, it was like was a fucking weird. It was like a GPS for pain. I knew, like, you could point to where the pepper was in your intestine. And when you could feel it go to the next one because you'd have yeah. a flash of pain. Yep. And the only thing that helped was actually um, frozen yogurt. Frozen yogurt. That night I went over to my buddy's place and we went out and got frozen yogurt. And that was like, that helped. That was the I did not do anything good for me that day, except that was the, t- that was the time I definitely. Oh, you know, I can eat after eating that, though. I honestly can eat. I was able to eat way spicier food because you have a new normal. Yeah, you have. And so it it just increases your spectrum yeah. of toler- After tolerability. After one time, yeah, yeah, dude, it is like a a searing pain that you will not forget. You get shot with a bullet, then you can get shot with a machine gun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow, I, I've been shot before. This won't be a problem. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, well, that's it for the news. Thank you, Taylor, our journalist in moderation. Bradley, thank you for joining us. Where thank can you. people find you? Uh, you can find me on. Social media, Bradman TV on all the social medias. You can find me on Amazon. Uh, I've made a link, thechunkyzeta.com. That's my Chunky Zeta show. You can check me out there. And uh, and you can also look for Rideshare the Movie on Amazon Rideshare as well. the Movie, that's and, right, with and, the old moderator, Rucka Rucka Ali, and myself in there for a hot second. And Ron, you can always find Ron on Twitter at Ron Babcock right. and on Instagram at Hey Ron, right? That's me, Hey at Ron him. on Instagram. And then your website is HeyRon.com. Check yeah, it's Ron's. got everything on there. And I got a bunch of stuff from my comedy album that I came out with uh, for free that you can check out. And it's also on Spotify. Absolutely fantastic. And Taylor is at Taylor Nikolai. Thank you again for joining us, Bradley Laborman. Thanks for having me. Thank you to the first tangent officer, Ron Babcock. Thank you, Maddox. And as always, the journalist in moderation, Taylor Nicola. I didn't talk much this episode. But most of all, you're welcome. Hey, Lord Maddox, it's me. As a guy who has been listening to your podcast for years, I can verify that uh, I'm not happy and my life has only been getting worse (laughs) um, slowly over time. So um, the longer I listen, the worse my life gets. So that's something. Fuck whales. Yeah. Hey, there it is. You got it. You know, we also had a caller a couple of weeks ago. A caller called in and uh, said that was a reference to a caller who said that uh, he was happily married and he was listening to the show. He had like kids and he's been married for like ten years or something like that. Because I wanted to hear more of that. And a lot of people called in and called bullshit on that story, including a woman who said she's been married for I think eighteen years. And it was a long phone call about how uh, <laughs> she said that um, the secret to a successful relationship is that you just have to be okay with your partner driving you nuts. And then she's and then you could hear a baby in her arms goes and also i i really hate babies <laughs> oh wow wow yeah yeah dark collars on this show hey there don't forget to subscribe to madcast shows on itunes stitcher or your favorite podcast app okay bye madcast media network